Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, welcome to the Airbugs Podcast. Uh, my name is Jamel Johnson, and uh, uh, thanks for listening, uh, whoever you are, what time it is. Uh, if you're not aware of what's going on uh, and you're listening to the show, I, okay, fine. Look, I'm not going to yell at you, but uh, shit is getting real out there uh, nationwide. And um, I don't know, man, this weekend I've been fucked up, bro. I, just, I watched all of Smart Guy, and I tried my best to, like, every time I turned the news on, the first line out of any reporter's mouth would have me so enraged that I had to turn Smart Guy back on to calm myself down immediately. And that's, like, not a, it's just tough, man. Is that your safe show? It is my safe show. It's definitely, that is my safe show. Um... SVU used to be, but that's out. I yeah, feel like I tough. can't watch cop TV shows no more. You I don't, think that's done. You don't even root for the cops on SVU. I mean, they see they got their act together like like season thirteen. I could start to root for them then. Uh, by the way, I, uh, um, Mike, you're, Mike is here. Peter's yeah, here. Mike is uh, here. Peter is here. We I'm Peter. He's Mike. Yeah. And uh, with some special guests today, um, Carl Tart. Uh, a man who's been on the show a couple times, a lovely young gentleman, and another very funny man, Clark Jones, uh, a, a man from a town in America. And 
I don't know. I mean, <laughs> fuck basketball. I mean, we usually say happy basketball. It ain't, yeah, this ain't a basketball show. This isn't a basketball show. This, this, this is this, a show. This isn't a basketball show, and I hate to interrupt you, but I just got word that the Washington Wizards put out a very thorough statement in support of black men and the Black Lives Matter protests. Like, it's it's not a, what you call the statement, those, um, you know, a, it's a not PR like the grab. usual kind yeah. of stock statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, it may be PR, but it was definitely a black PR brand. Like, it's good. Clark, Ooh, you went to Howard, right? Morehouse, man. I went to Morehouse. You went to Morehouse, but you're, you're okay. Yeah, but I partied at Howard. Yeah, I was about to say, I know you're hip, man. And, like, I, um... <laughs> I was telling Peter the other day, I feel real fortunate just to be from that area, just from the standpoint of like, I mean, I've always felt that the cops were not on my side, mm. you know, I've never <laughs> felt safe with them around, you know what I mean? But I never felt like a situation was going to get lethal. Do you feel like you did that or because they were cool? I... I definitely feel like I did a lot of that. Sure. You know? Yeah. But I don't know where, I don't know, like, who who else gets the credit for that? Your parents? Yeah, telling you how to yeah. interact yeah, with your family. I, I didn't even know how to, that I was code switching. I was with a comedian, and I don't even say his name. It was Drew Michael in Chicago. And, you know, we go back. Like, we have a rapport where we, we were friends for a long time. Not to say we're not, we're just, you know, in different places. But we were talking, talking shit like we always do. Like, I talk to you, like I talk to anybody. I'm a shit talker. That's what I do. But he, we ran into a police officer. And after we talked to the police officer for a second, he was like, yo, who was that talking to me? I was like, what do you mean? I don't even, I didn't even know. I wasn't aware that I code switched with police. He was like, you just seemed scared and you seemed like nervous and you were just so respectful. You didn't talk to him like you you normally talk to people. It blew his mind. Dog, that's, and I, yeah, I had the same experience, man. And that's what the cops did. I don't know if it's the same for you, Carl, but I feel like there's years of interactions with the cops. That is what the cops gave me. When you see them, like, their job mm-hmm. is to instill fear in us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, growing up here, you know, everybody everybody who grows up in L.A. is a uh, suspected gang member. And, like, when you grow up in South Central L.A. And so, like, we, you know, we, we used to could not, we could not uh, ride four deep in the car. Like, we would take separate cars and still get pulled over. Uh, had to take our hats off. And I was a hat guy before I before the Lord struck me bald. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was, uh, I was. I, we used to have to take our hats off. We used to have to like everything. They used to put us on gang on gang detail, like take your shirts off and like. And we didn't know our rights as minors at times, like show your tattoos stuff like that. Luckily, I ain't never had no tattoos. But it, it what, what being out here proved to me was it don't matter how demure you are with them or aggressive you are like they don't like you and there's like a weird so i went to i i went to high school with a homie who's now a police officer and i was like watching his story today he was so stoked to get out in these streets and this is a black dude and so 
Like it's just like and I was watching his stories and just like him him like taking pictures in front of burnt cars with his uniform on and like him showing like the caravan of cop cars on the freeway and stuff. I'm just like, man, you are so stoked to go out there and fuck with people. And like it, and you was never that person when we was growing up, man. Like I knew this dude. We played little league baseball together at Rancho at Rancho Park. We went to high school together, played football. Like he was always a cool dude, never like, but became a cop and just went nuts, bro. Last time I kicked it with him, we all went to uh, to Saddle Ranch at the at the uh, at Universal, and this is like right after he had got his badge and he had his service pistol on him, and we didn't know, but he was up in there just like provoking all types of fights with these like Hispanic gang members and stuff. And it was just like, bro, what are you doing? That's not your swag. Like you don't do that. And he was just like, man, we good. We good. I'm like, just cause you got your little pistol on, you don't mean they can't beat our ass. What you, what you? like, <laughs> like the bad so wild, man. Confidence. It is so bad wild. Courage. It's so wild how they switch up on you. And, and it's always like, Dudes who just ain't really ever been that type of guy, or they all, or they been overly that type of guy, just kind of dumb, broy, or just like nerdy. Like, man, I've been talked to by some cops that you know was just like, oh, this dude will beat my ass, so I'm gonna talk extra spicy to him, just because he, because I know he can't. Like, there's no way he can right now. It's really kind of wild what we've done with um, the term good in that someone who doesn't mm-hmm. kill black dudes is a good cop. Like, you're, you're a police officer. <laughs> you're not a good, like, it should be, that should be repetitive if we say good cop, you know? There's, but there's, there's how things should be, there's how we want them to be, and there's how things are. And uh, it does, I don't know what confidence it gives people, but like, I used to get into arguments with not arguments, but try, I always try to understand from another, uh, like, oppressed group. So when women would talk about gaslighting, I didn't quite know. I didn't even know what that meant. You know what I mean? But it was just a big buzzword. And I was just like, well, I don't know if it's a real thing or whatever. And I found out what it meant when uh, I got pulled over by an officer. They pulled me over. They didn't arrest me, nothing like that. But they had one of the SUVs, and they hopped out. It was like four of them. And it looked like two of them were like, um, trainees, like they were showing them, this is how you, you know, talk to them type thing. So they were going extra hard on the hands on the wheel, blah, 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 blah. And what really got me is when he was like, uh, why are you so nervous, bro? Yes. What I, the fuck? I'm like, what did you just, I'm like, man, and I could barely get the words. I'm like, man, you know, you know what's going on. No, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Why are you so nervous? And it was in that, it shouldn't take that, but it was in that moment I knew I knew what gaslighting was. That shit kills me. And I've only, cops, only in my town have I been asked, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, like a mile from my house, I've had multiple cops ask me, what am I doing here? In front of like a grocery store, when the store is open. Like, uh, I don't, <laughs> what, what else, how many things could I be doing here? It's just something. I'm such a ninja when it comes to police, man. I avoid them at all yeah. costs, all costs. Any opportunity, I'm just like I don't care what you call me. You call me scared. You call me a punk. Whatever. I don't want to have an interaction with the police officer. 
Oh, for sure. I was a. I was. I swear, I held the Woodbridge record for leaving a party before the cops came. I went to ten straight house parties and left before the cops came. You could just yeah. tell when they about to come. Yes, it's a little too high. You feel something. You feel like a, a chill. And oh, I'm yeah. always aware of all the exits. As soon as I walk in, where are you from? Hi. Right, how can I get out? Okay. Yeah. So you understand that Chicago. being aware of the exits for two separate reasons. Yeah. So we got Chicago, LA, um, and DC. Like being aware of the exits <laughs> is for the cops and for other uninvited guests to the party. Cops. Cause the, the firewalls sure. will pop off. I don't I don't like wherever there's the most yeah. space, I need arms length at all times. Yeah, when I go to a party, I don't like to get too deep into the party. Yeah. I like to yeah. Give me like I'm getting I'm twenty feet away from whatever door I came into max. I don't give a fuck how exciting the apple bobbin is. I can see it from over here. <laughs> I don't need to be rooting nobody on. I got finessed one time at a rave by the cops. I was in DC and I was working the I well, it's two different raves, same building. And I was bartending. This was the second time I was there. And I was like, I'm just the one dude behind the bar chopping it up i got a box full of tips and so the deal was you know i got there early and the girl who was throwing the party uh she's like hey look all right here's the deal there's one way in one way out um and here's my sister i got my little sister here at the party with me whatever her and her homies need take care of them i'm like all right cool she's verified and so like the party gets to that like point where like the boys might show up and it kind of feels like it's happening and then i see the sister and i'm like hey what's going on and she's like oh it's good let me get a drink pour it up we good i'm like okay the, the sister says we good we good two seconds later here come the boys they're How like, many don't they're like don't touch anything like i feel like it was like four or five cops come in and Niggas rough me for my box of tips. That's when I learned if you work in a job like mm -hmm. that, just put the cash yeah. in your pocket. Leave right your little six dollars oh. in the box so people know that that's where the tips go. Every time, yeah, a, yeah. There's, there's a balance. There's a delicate balance. There's a golden key. Damn, there's a key. That's hurt, bro. When uh, it was uh, I was coming back from a comedy festival in Cleveland with uh, comedians Julia Rozzi and Will Miles. I'm in the yeah. back eating, um, not, it was Aubon, what's the other one? Not Aubon Pine, but the other type. Panera? Huh? Panera, Panera, thank you. <laughs> St. Louis Bread Company? I'm, <laughs> I'm eating Panera in the back. Will's asleep front. She's probably doing like 65 in the 60. We hear the lights. Pull over to the side. She's driving. Will's in the front. I'm in the back. He gets out of the car. Yells, put your hands on the window to me and Will. We're not driving, but he addresses us first. The two black dudes in the car. <laughs> She's a white woman driving. So I got my hands on the glass because, you know, like, look, I think they know the guys who haven't had to talk before. And that's when they get feisty, when they know that you haven't had that talk about how to deal with police. Put my hands up on there. I'm eating Panera 
So I'm already not the threat. <laughs> but <laughs> watch out for that guy and his bread yeah, bowl. Yeah, man. You're halfway through a turkey bacon bravo. <laughs> broccoli cheddar bandits. So <laughs> it's and it's like you you the thing is broccoli cheddar soup from Panera is so fucking good. That I didn't want to move too fast because once that shit spilled, it's a wrap. You ain't getting that out the seats. You ain't getting that out the seats. The next Panera is at least 13 exits. And you got a taste for it now. You need that Panera now. Right. When all that sodium and I I had crunched up the crackers just like how I like at that current moment. God. Nothing's going to make up for that. Already crazy. Nothing's going to make up for that. We got our hands on the windows. He addresses us first. Asks her to get out of the car. Talks to her about like her safety, and you know, there's been a uh, a lot of what is it, sex trafficking. Wow. You know those classic sex traffickers who make their victims drive on the highway, right? Yeah, at a leisure at a leisurely speed, yeah. and buy them bowls of soup at Panera. <laughs> That's a mind fuck. You gonna make me buy you a soup and sandwich before this sex traffic deal go down? Oh my god, that is such a profiled group that that uh, white girl driving and two black guys in the car. Oh, I have they, had that go. Bo- I've had that go south two times. He had to know what was going on. That's cr- with, with police. <laughs> Anything that feels like a black scene, they're they're checking that. They're checking those. Anything, yo! I swear she was only doing like sixty-five, man, in a sixty. But he peeped me eating soup. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> he saw the soup. Yeah, that was the the grocery store shit I was talking about. My my homegirl's driving. It was me and my boy, and we're like driving the speed limit, and we're getting followed like half a mile down the main road in Woodbridge, pulling to the shopping center. And they were like, what's up? Where y'all at? Where y'all going? Made us get out, take our shoes off. Take your shoes off? What? Yeah. Yeah. This is like middle of the day type shit. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, when's the last time you watched Killing Them Softly? Ooh, it's been a minute. That's what it feels like to the white woman in the audience. What happens when you get pulled over? You just show them registration, license. She's like, yeah. She's like, see? I was just guessing. Because <laughs> that's not yeah. what happens. Hell no, that's not. Yeah, I lost some cheeks. Man, the one time I tried to get some cheeks in Fredericksburg, same thing. I, but I'm driving, homegirl's in the passenger seat, and mm. like I take an illegal U-turn. And we was and we was out of pocket too. This was back when um Oh, the good ones. old four locos. Oh, OG? Yeah, we had real four loco. I'm off a real four loco. And And Clark, how old are you? I'm 32. Just found out yesterday. I'm 32. I'm 37. On a side note, I was walking with Jamel yesterday, and he... I had to convince him that he was not 31 (laughs) years old, and it took me about eight minutes. I forgot I was 32, because I forgot. (laughs) I was like, Jamel, we've had this conversation. We both graduated in 06. And he's like, no, man, I'm 05. For Y'all sure. boys is old out here, dog. And I'm 31. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I'm class of 07, homie. Yeah. Super old. <laughs> Bro. Oh, my God. But you remember, that was the you drink remember of the original summer grape for when we graduated though. high school. 
Like that was like what we were doing <laughs> at the house parties. Yeah, that was yeah. that that you summer mean? summer of oh summer of oh yeah. seven. Oh, or maybe that 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 summer when I came back from my first year of college. So like summer of oh eight. That was like it was like oh we we popping these four locos watermelon and blue raspberry blue lightning whatever that shit was called equivalent to drinking a six pack of beer and and two Red Bulls or four Red Bulls some shit like that in one can. Yeah, people probably. Yeah. Ridiculous. I had one yeah. banana once, and I was that's all I needed. First of all, yeah. I, I was like, "Give me the nastiest tasting one, so I don't get hooked." And banana and alcohol just, except ninety nine bananas, but whatever beer oh. and bananas don't go together. Ninety nine bananas. Oh my god! I bombed one time at uh, Virginia State trying to make a ninety nine <laughs> bananas joke. <laughs> I was oh my god. Uh, okay, so I come out and I'm like, "Oh man, Virginia State, I love it here." You know, my favorite thing about Virginia State is there's like dudes who will like mean mug you and, and like jump you at a party, but all they drink is fruit flavored vodka. <laughs> Which should have been enough. You yeah, it should have been enough. And like a couple, that. man, niggas turned on me so fast. You make the reference to 99 bananas and, and bananas. then they're like, we can't trust him. <laughs> yeah, I, man. You lose a trick. You can have them on the joke. Then you make the reference, and they go, "Well, he didn't mean to make us laugh." That was an act. Yeah, I. I'm so sorry if anybody from that show is listening. Hey, look, guys. I, I'm just, I'm just upset with my own. If anybody from that show, past, huh? okay. Girl, my fault. I was about to ask you. Can you say? Yeah, I'm from. What I'm neighborhood from you from? Oh, oh wait, that's not a neighborhood. I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> that was a test for LA dudes because y'all could not say specifically where y'all from. Where I'm your from mama stays? Where your grandma? No, no, no. <laughs> my uh, my mom stays. I'm from, I'm... <laughs> you got you got to tell <laughs> off when you say it. My mom stays in Ladera right now. I went to I grew up going to school in West LA, so like the Robertson National Area, like. Went to Palms Middle School on the West Side and oh, okay. Hamilton High School on the West Side, and yeah. Shout out to Culver yeah, you know City. Shout out to uh, the I'm, a, I'm a Robertson Park Center. kid. Me and me and Swaggy Pito. Yeah, no, and uh, that's what I was. Uh, but then um, I we always lived on like I always lived in South Central. My mom, we from Mississippi originally. So uh, when we moved out here, my okay. mom was like, I don't trust anything or anybody therefore i have to put you in better schools little did she know no matter what school you go to in los angeles if it's a public school it's gonna be hood so like, yeah you gotta yeah. come home so, you gotta come home uh, at some point. i lived where i lived that was always she lives in there now she's been there for like 10 years but uh she moved there after i graduated high school but where i lived then was like uh the vermont and king area so in the 30s in in, in the harlems like right on the border of the harlems and the 40s and right across from USC, basically. And that's where I live. But I took the Vermont bus okay. to the Venice bus. Oh, yeah. That 204 to that 33. And yeah. Hey, I live down so, above the 204 now. Hey. That party. When we first moved out here, we stayed in the Jays. So we stayed in the jungles. I lived on uh, Buckingham okay. and Santa Rosalia when we first moved out here. That's where the, the uh, Blackstones is, the Bloods. And then we moved to a Crip neighborhood. And then uh, we moved a lot because we always lived in apartments. But she's been settled into a, a little house for the past like ten years. Uh, 
No, 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 no. There's white people in the Jays. There's white people walking up Roxanne, and it's it's the wildest shit you'll ever see in your life. Because it was like. <laughs> My man Isaac Hirsch is over there. That's insane. Like, when you think about especially in the deep Jays. See, I live behind the YMCA. Like, we, we lived on the on what they call like the good side of the Jays. In the dark, it, with white people living in the dark side of the Jays, like where the trees really canopy, well, well, training day type shit, it's the wildest I've ever seen in my life. The yeah. wildest. <laughs> when USC got, when USC got a train stop, yeah, that's when it was over. The expo line, like, yeah, they, they just built the new the the expo line. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, y'all taking yeah, public yeah. transit over here now? Well, yeah. it's been real. Yeah, <laughs> out to uh, Van Nuys we go. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm North side I'm here we come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I lived out there. I lived out there by the targets. Uh that's uh I forget the name of the, the, the neighborhood, but it's like oh, two targets City? Walmart. Right above. No, it's Ooh, that's where, that's where the Walmart South is. in Panorama <laughs> City. Let's go. It's a big one inside of a mall. Um it was in between Northridge, yeah, North Northridge, North, yeah, yeah, Northridge yeah. is a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that's where I live, right out I right there. To, I used to sell weed to a guy in Northridge. Yeah, that's where the porn uh, studios are. Yeah, they run the whole valley. Yeah, the Valley Valley. Oh, that's part. What part of Chicago did you grow up in? South side of Chicago, um, in between the neighborhoods called Inglewood and Beverly. So uh, 81st and Damon. Yeah, man. What's going on the West Side? Um, yeah, man. I, I just keep going to the worst <laughs> parts of cities. <laughs> I lived in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I lived. I lived in the Valley. <laughs> like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Los Feliz. I'm in Los Feliz now. So, this is cool. Yeah. But I heard it's haunted over here. Big ghost. Big ghost action. Haunted by old Hollywood. Ghost. Yeah. 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 Accented. Max Senate over Griffith there. Park, gonna, yeah, gonna, gonna film you at night. Yeah, Lucille Ball running up in here, <laughs> all in sweet green, haunting people. That lady who jumped off the H I fucking H J. Oh yeah, he shot his wife in the Griffith, face. Jay Griffith. Yeah. Yeah, Same shot his wife in the face. Yeah. L A. got some fucked up. Yeah. Wait, that the dude who Griffith Park mm-hmm. is named after? Yeah. Shot his wife, shot his in, the wife face. in the face. Notorious he, monster, and just like donated the land and got a statue, and all was forgiven. No, he tried to donate the land, and L A. was like, "No, we're not taking four hundred thousand dollars or whatever from you." He tried to give them the land, but he died, and he put Los Angeles in the will, so they had to. I survived it. too. So the only reason we have Griffith Park is because they begrudgingly had to like accept it yeah. from a huge piece of shit. Yeah, and then it was like, all right, we're gonna clean up this story, make it seem like we actually <laughs> liked it and built yeah. the statue. I didn't know Eric Garcetti was alive back then. His name is Griffith. <laughs> Griffith. You know what? Yeah. I didn't know Garcetti you know was alive back then. For, right? It's wild. Garcetti, Griffith. No, I'm just playing. What? I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Griffith Griffith Park, yeah. Let's go. Griffith Griffith Griffith. Wait, so you so you did a illegal U turn, Jamil? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you want the rest of that? Oh yeah. So the only reason I'm even doing this is because this girl is about to give me some cheeks. 
I said some flagrant shit to her at the bar. And she's like, well, let's go to IHOP and uh, see what's popping. And so I'm on a mission. I make this U-turn. The cops pull me over. I'm we're like I'm like buzzed. We're smoking a J. They stop us. You know, it's like three squad squad cars immediately. And they pulled I had her and my boy in the car. They pull them out of the car and basically tell them like, uh yeah, your man's going to jail. Uh you need to call somebody cuz it's a rap for him and um they try to like, you know, like finesse me out of like taking a breathalyzer like you know they kind of like try to lean on me to just like uh admit i should be in jail and i'm like well i, I, I should at least take the test let's <laughs> see what these numbers let me see what my numbers is yeah. blew a point zero seven nine i'll never forget it and then the dudes looked at each other dude was like hey bill look at this shit <laughs> bill <laughs> you broke the dice yeah, and wow. this is—I yeah. mean, you know—I had to watch this shorty get a ride home the whole time. Like they—they they like waited for my friends to get rides, then let me take a breathalyzer. It was strange. I don't know. Do y'all see these work the same with like all these stories that I feel like happened to me towards the end of the month to fill the quota? Like that's yeah. what I drive my safest, my safe, safest. At the end of the month, I don't even drive really. At the end of the month, I'm like, I know y'all trying to pull people over. That is definitely something that has always been in my mind since I've been driving. Age is this knowledge, this feeling that the last week of the year, cops are just out to get you. And I'm in the burbs too, like where I'm from. Like it's a lot of trees and a lot of open space on like the roads. So there's always like a speed trap. There's always a Ford Explorer tucked in the back mm-hmm. somewhere. They that's a a classic move. Yeah, 79th Street in Chicago. Whenever I'm home, that's when they any of the main 79th, 87, 95th. Those are the uh, the ones where they get you. Any anywhere there's a, a, a highway exit, that street is where cops like to hide out. If y'all ever driving in Chicago? <laughs> Go slow. Oh, we do it. Oh, we shouting out hot zones. Okay, <laughs> everywhere in Fairfax County. Everywhere? Uh, Mini, Mini, Miniville Road, Cardinal Drive. Uh, fuck it. The entire uh, Route 1. I mean, it's called Jefferson Davis Highway still. Uh, no. If you're, anywhere, if you're anywhere on Route 1 in Northern Virginia, you know exactly what time it is. Uh, yes. Do you, do you even go to, do you go to Seven Cities at all? I used to because all my homies went to school down there. You know I got shot at down there. For real? I was shooting that do- I was filming a documentary. And He's I was in uh, I was in Norfolk in okay. St. Charles. Holy shit. Right. And <laughs> it was when we got there to film, there was a dude getting like charged up by the police and we like, man, it's it's Sunday afternoon. Why are they fucking with him like that? Right? We all like on his side. And about an hour later. I tell the whole story. It's in the documentary, but I, I'm walking around Norfolk. I go to the Dr. King statue. I go to the BP over there. I'm like smoking a black and mild. And I walk back and the, the, the community center was closed. So I texted my friend uh, Amina because she was working on it too. 
I'm like, yo, come, come open the door. As soon as I put my phone back in my pocket, I hear like six shots. Like, like I'm like all those row houses. I'm right across the street in the community center, and I, I hear it right. Like he started shooting in the direction of the street I had just crossed. And I'm just like, I'm so shocked because I was just speaking to people and people are like, hey, welcome to Notebook and all this other shit. And I think what, what I learned later was like, it was one of those things, thankfully, it was one of those things where he just, he shot to clear out the witnesses. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't like, yo, I'm trying to hit anybody in the area. It was one of those, I'm going to get this old ass, loud ass gun <laughs> so everybody know to just take off. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was damn near considerate. Basically <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, a starter pistol. It was, it was, yeah. yeah it was just, <laughs> like, ready, set, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, ready, yeah. set, you ain't see shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. It's, it was so jarring on a Sunday afternoon, bro. No, Everything Pusha T rapped about is true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was always, I got lucky down there. My friends would always tell me crazy stories. I mean, I've been to some parties where the cops came, broke shit up, but it never, it never went to that next level, you know? Yeah. Shouts out to everybody. Uh, what is it? Farm Fresh. Everybody at the Farm Fresh grocery store. I almost yeah. that Norfolk State. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I was I was they excited nice to go. Campus. It was like my mom really wanted me to go to a black school, uh, and I ended up going to one, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I went to Wilberforce. Where'd you go? Yeah, Ohio. Uh, first private black institution nice. surrounded by a clan. Like, yeah, yeah. I was about to say Ohio. Ohio right where in Ohio is that? That's spicy oh. for us. Oh, Xenia. Oh, yeah. Xenia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Xenia was Dude. where the, the Walmart I'm, was that we would have oh. to go shop at. And they would tell us, like, just go in groups. Like, don't be out there by yourself. Don't be driving back through them streets at night. Like, it's bad out here. And this is 2007. Like, central, north, central northern Ohio. Ohio, right? Yeah, anywhere that's not. No, no, no. That's It's yeah. like central west. I'm from Cleveland. Cleveland's yeah. northeast. Cincinnati, southwest. Dayton's kind of yeah. like. Right like, above still Miami Cincinnati Valley. and Miami, like just oh. west of Columbus. Yeah. It's like you're basically in Indiana. Yo, Covington, Kentucky, is a place I w- I didn't want to go to Cincinnati, but then I, I we were staying in Covington. Yo, I'm never going back. I have no reason to go back. I got confronted <laughs> in a Godfather Pizza and tried to like this dude tried to kick some shit off and the 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 people in the restaurant were like not trying to help us at all therefore a comedy show dude called me like a broke ass Kanye West which <laughs> sure. was kind of funny you know what i mean i had on like a leather jacket and I, and swag and i'm like i'm talking to the godfather cashier like you're not going to do anything about this and he's like about what like just totally playing dumb, and Covington is the same place that that high school is. Remember those kids in D.C. were like taunting the old yeah. man, the the Native American dude. Yeah, like right outside of Cincy. Yeah. It's like yeah. ha- Cincinnati's half. Like the only reason Kentucky has a Democratic governor is because like half of Cincinnati gets to vote. Yep, that's wow. Yep, it's 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 like we need a comedy green Bro. book. Like places don't perform here. <laughs> I got one. Uh, what was it? Uh, is it was it North Baltimore? I did a show. Yeah. You remember the season docks? two of The Wire? 
It was like season two of the white. I was with the. It was like some docs niggas. It was all white. It was like a uh, me and Chris Lamberth went to. I'm opening for Chris Lamberth at a. It was like a like a moose lodge or something. It was, what was it called? Hasslinger Hall. And everybody's and like we, eating pierogies and yeah, garbage yeah. plates and. Yeah, and it's like it's like yeah, it's like a, a, a where they do banquets for like a little kid basketball teams, and everybody just drinking Coors Lights out the cooler. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, let's let's get in, let's get out, and it, it got a little spicy like that. Dude said I look like uh the dude off the fuck the 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 guy code the the cold cuts guy. Remember when they brought uh, back uh, <laughs> Icky Woods for the Geico commercial? He's doing the Icky Shuffle. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm like whatever, and then I like, I I said I I said something about being black, I just like mentioned that I was black, in some form of fashion, and like half the crowd was like, hey, whoa, we got, we got enough of that here in Baltimore. Calm down. I'm like, and I'm like, yo, you, I was like, you guys are gonna find right. out eventually. <laughs> like when they found out Beyonce was black. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. What is this? Man. <laughs> Return. You guys have hold on, you guys ever have a situation? You guys ever been with a white friend and like and then it like but it didn't work out like What you mean? Was, you know it, how you know the the like the stereotype that like if you're with uh if you if you have a white guy with you, you can do no wrong. Also comes up oh. in the Killing him getting softly, pulled over, you know, with, getting pulled over with a white person. And, oh, I've never been pulled over with a white person, no. Yeah, yeah, and they just get just get off going. Only with a white woman, never would. I wanted dude, to ask you pulled over what with that situation. And Clark, if you have a story to share on that too, I don't have one of those stories. I've never been pulled over with a white woman. Uh, but I wonder if y'all have either of you have ever been pulled over with a white woman, and how did they react? Because they they sometimes get a little froggy, you know. No, the situation in Ohio oh, yeah. was, okay. was with Julia yeah. Rossi. She's Italian. Yeah. Um, I got we got pulled over with the Lucas brothers and Kenny DeForest in Indiana. Um, and thankfully the Lucas because we definitely had weed on us. And it definitely looked shifty because we were in like a truck. And I think they just like the cops were just a little like um happy to see two twins, see twins. <laughs> Just, How about that? Twins. Yeah. These huh. fucking rube Indian police officers. Two of you. They look exactly like, alike. Yeah, they got distracted from racism by the whimsicalness of two I twins. thought you were going to say that like Kenny and Keith pulled out like their lawyer hats and like started. No, they no. definitely were in they full just... regalia, full Lucas Brothers <laughs> yeah. and company regalia. And uh, Kenny was super. Kenny was, I mean, Kenny's solid, man. Shout out to Kenny DeForest. He's solid. Yeah, he's been on the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenny's great. Um, one of my closest friends. And we just, I stayed in the car. He ta- he mostly did most of the talking. And they let us go. Yeah. Thank That's God. Yeah. Kenny did most of the talking. Because he was, you know, <laughs> he stepped in. As a as a as a, a, a Jew from Cleveland, I am also horrified of Indiana. I've driven to Chicago dozens of times, and it is Indiana's. Indiana's intense, man. They're not messing around there. 
Did we meet at Accidental Comedy Fest? I don't. No, I haven't done accident. I never did Accidental. But I did the other it, the other festival there for a couple that's times. Where we were coming from. You were we thinking were coming you were thinking of Skeeter Dro Snitch. A little different. <laughs> you just called them made a snitch. Oh yeah, I did not. <laughs> Dro Snitch. Yeah, a lot like bad, Dro dude. Snitch. Yeah, yeah, that did. Well, I was on tour last year, <laughs> and we were driving from Milwaukee to Cleveland, and we stopped in Indiana. And uh, we stopped at a Dunkin' mm. Donuts, and the Dunkin' Donuts had a ain't really have no donuts. And I was like, this ain't a place that I need to be. If the if the place that sells donuts ain't got no donuts, sure. I was like, y'all ain't got all y'all. It was like, yeah, we just got bagels right now. Mm. And you can get something, you can get something off off the hot. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Let's get in the car. Like we gotta go. It was that was it for me. I got a I got a uh, a bad cop story. I got two that both happened in two separate two two different cities. Vegas was one, LA, but this one happened in LA. Vegas cops are mm-hmm. racist. They call it like the Mississippi of the South of, of the West. Like I uh, we coming back from UCLA. This is this is the LA one. We coming back from UCLA hooping at UCLA at the Wooden Center. It's where we used to run at constantly back in the day. Major runs, Lil Romeo in there. Uh, uh, what's his name? Demar Derozan pulling up. Hey. Steve Francis's brother, who was live. Oh, yeah, yeah. We was up. We was up All in the there. Gang it was lit. Baron. Da- oh yeah, Baron. Who else was there? Up. Baron Davis um, was Baron Davis. What's the dude? What's the wide receiver? Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun. He was Deshaun. Ne- yeah, he was never up in there hooping Jackson? with us. But Deshaun like, Jackson. It was, it was a. It was runs. It was runs. And we was and we coming back. We five deep in my homie Leonard's uh, Tahoe. He got a Tahoe. He got a Tahoe. When we was in high school because he's six seven. Like his parents got him that as like a graduation, like congrats on making it present. Also, you can't drive a small car because you're a tall dude. So we all pile up in a Tahoe and we rolling. Next thing I know, lights, woo, two cars. They they immediately aggressive, like drop the keys, like out the out the left side, pulling us out the car, guns on us, like right cheek to the pavement, lay down, blah, blah, blah like like going ham on us, helicopter around. Then more cars pull up. We, like, slide. We all young, man. We scared as hell. They cuff us, have us on a, have us on the, uh, on the sidewalk in the cuffs. After they make us, like, finally let us get up from having our faces on the ground. Ran all of our IDs, came back, and was like, threw our IDs back, and was like, get out of here. And we were like, what was this? Like, it took like an hour, and and they were just like, go, go home now, go home. <laughs> Like we don't have to go home. We're adults. Like we don't have to go home. What do you tell us? It's a mental Dude. and physical fuck. It's to make you just. They go said crazy we fit the description. We fit the description oh, of a of some robberies that have been going on in the neighborhood where they were in a black suburban. My friend Leonard drove a white Tahoe, and one of the robbers was six nine. <laughs> and I'm like, ain't nobody out here six foot nine robbing shit, bro. Miss me with that. Like that <laughs> like you know that that's some bullshit. Like if he if you if he really robbing people at six nine, you need to find him and put him in jail. Like, cause he he has wasted his life completely. Yeah. If he's six nine and robbing people. It was like, bro, but this this one was one of the most crazy ones. 
Um, our parents all like tried to go to the lawyers and shit after that one too, because they really roughed us up that night. Uh, this one was crazy. We in Vegas. We me and the homie had just got through seeing Notorious at the at the mall uh, movie theater, and this is at that age where it's like you know your homies get out of high school, but they got a car that's like like his his dad had like hooked him up with like a Chrysler Sebring. But he had he had put it like twenty twos on it, like mm. so it was like we we were just like oh this is dope it's like like we we out here like he got the Chrysler Sebring on twenty twos like we rode, so it's pretty packed at the mall like it's like a Friday night we go to the mall and we get to the car and I see a cop I see a uh, Las Vegas PD he's just parked in the parking lot kind of like taking up like two spot like parked sideways in two separate uh, parking spots and. He sees us and he sees everybody. And then like all these cars are coming out because everybody just got out the movies. Everybody, I said, hey, wait a second. Like, don't don't go yet. You see that cop? Like he he saw us. So we sat there for a little bit. And then the cop turns on his car and he gets into position. And we like, cool. So let's let him go. And we'll just wait until he gets in front of us. This dude literally right. lets cars go past until we come out. Let's cars go past, like pulls over to the side, let's cars go. We pull out of the parking spot because like we sit here any much longer, it's going to look suspicious. So let's just go. Like, hopefully he don't mess with us. We pull out. He immediately gets behind us. Pull out of the pull out of the parking structure. He ain't doing nothing. He just trailing us. Pull out a little bit more. We get off to the side. Woo! Lights come on. He comes to the door. Hella aggressive. White dude, hella aggressive. Immediately. Mm. Where you guys coming from? It's like, you just saw us. We coming from the mall. Like, we was in the movies. What are you guys doing? We're headed home. Like, we just left the movies. We just saw Notorious. Like, the the, B, uh, the B.I.G. story. Like, he's like, let me see license and registration. Homie gave, gives him his. He goes, let me see yours, too. I was like, I'm not driving. He goes, I said, let me see your license. So I reach up, give him my license. Oh, but when he was getting the registration out, this is the crazy part. This is when I thought I was going to die. So he's getting the registration. My knees, I'm a tall dude. My knees are on his glove compartment. And I hadn't let the seat back yet. My knees are on his glove compartment. He needs, he's like, let me get in there real quick. I reach down to pull the seat back. This dude goes, whoa, 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 don't be fucking stupid. Are you fucking stupid? You keep your hands where I can fucking see him. Are you fucking stupid? Don't move your fucking hands down there. I was like, hey, bro. Calm down, calm down, please. He needed me to get, he needs to get his registration to give to you. It's in the glove box. I'm too tall for it to get out without me moving the seat back. He was like, you just don't be fucking stupid and shut your fucking mouth. Mm. Takes the registration, goes and runs our shit, comes back, goes, all right, I pulled you guys over because your insurance is expired. So you need to get that taken care of. Both of you guys are clean though. So go home, go home now. Don't be out here. Another go home. They're always telling you to go home when you're like young. young. How long? That was long about was they, 20 minutes. Was they running your life? That one was shorter. Like the conversation was longer. The conversation, him threatening me, literally putting his yeah. hand on his gun and being like, don't be fucking stupid because I reached my hand down. Like that was that whole ordeal was mm. longer. He was like, my insurance is not expired. He was like, it's expired. I told you that. I'm letting you go. If you want to stay here longer, we can stay here all night. If you want to do this, I'm letting you go. You guys are two good kids. You got clean records. Get out of here. And it was just like, 
bro, what is this attitude? Like, what is this? Like, you literally just went and ran our licenses, saw that we was two good kids. You didn't need to run my license because I wasn't driving. Like, but... He talked to you like he was a like dude, a racist he werewolf was, he about was, to turn. They always do shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to get out of here before I do man. something so bad. <laughs> my boy calls his dad as soon morning. as we pull off. And his dad is pissed like old black dude. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Hell no, man. That insurance paid up for the whole goddamn year. Boy, I was like, he was pissed. Dog. He was pissed. He was like, did you get his badge number? I'm going to fuck him up. I was like, he was going off. And... Yeah, I was going to say, there's like, I don't think there's any way to tell Bro. before you like see an insurance there card was, whether your insurance he is was up harassed. to date or not, right? Like, like, he just, yeah. Fuck that. Exactly. It, it's just so hard to get all these clues on what you're supposed to do after the fact. Like, I, I've never really, it's sad, but like, I don't be thinking about somebody's badge number when I'm pulled over by, when I'm pulled over by the police. You know you're what I'm saying? Trying to, you're just it's trying to get up out of there. I'm trying to get up out of there. Like, when it gets to the point, because I know I'm clean, when it gets to the point, I'm just waiting at 45 minutes. 45 minutes is the longest I've waited for them to run a plate for no reason. Did, like, more cops come when they did that, too? That's a move that I've had happen to me a couple times. Like I haven't had the backup before, but that's getting I Because it, it, it's common in Woodbridge because don't shit really be going on. So if they got one car pulled over, that hits the radio. Next thing you know, it's six cars on you. That's cops out the car on you. Cause you would think more cops, the less likelihood I'm gonna get murked. Cause it's like it's all y'all against me. I know. You know, one cop, I'm like, okay, he might feel threatened. But like six, y'all supposed to y'all supposed y'all supposed to calm down. We'll back up. I was trying to get out of a mega bus in DC. Dunkin' Donuts, and I just do stop me. I didn't know where he came came out of nowhere. Like, yo, we looking for a dude with a military coat on. I had on my my camouflage like range jacket. He needed to call somebody else for whatever reason. I'm like, I'm about to get on the mega bus. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like I got enough on my plate. That be the shit right there, like. The clear lack of consideration. If this man could see himself in your already pissed to be riding the mega bus eyes. Right. And it was cold in DC that weekend and rainy and shit, dude. I was like, like somebody he said, somebody just hit somebody with a golf club and he had on a, a camouflage jacket like you. It's like this yeah. is y'all can say anything right now. I don't like why are you even explaining to me? Why you're doing? Because is what I'm saying. No, that wouldn't have happened. Just, just say, do whatever you have to do. They always want to explain that bullshit. Let me go. Of not having a real reason to be fucking with you. Here's why. When's the most recent time? Yeah. yeah. Well, if your records clean, yeah. If your records clean, there's a higher chance that you might, yeah, know somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got a body on you, then they don't give, they don't explain shit. When's the last time y'all been pulled over? Like, when's the most recent time? Probably that time in DC because I was taking the mega bus up to New York and the dude just just stopped me on foot. I got pulled over in Burbank. I was used to when I was driving my uh I had a ninety five Civic that was pretty rough. It that was, was a not rough a car. Good car. 
That was, that yeah, was a pretty yeah. rough car. For that was sure. yeah. that was tough. Rumbelina was not a great look, and um, I had some pretty. I mean, it was like midday, but. I don't know what was up with my car. I, d- I just looked dumb as fuck. I definitely looked out of pocket in this Civic on the way on the way to like a dispensary or something. And this lady got pulled over, pulled me over, and was like, well, "What are you? Where, where do you think you're going in this? <laughs> where do you think you're going? She's talking about in life. Yeah, or? she's just like more concerned about you bought yeah. this car. Period. Turns out your car was on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, this car is on bricks. What do you think you're doing in it? We stole your hubcaps. What do you think you're doing? I need, I need to pay $63 for an eighth, sir I, or ma'am. Let me do that. I, you know, oh, who, who, I, look, we could be, we could do this shit all night. And I ain't even, I ain't even tell y'all about the one where my white friend tried to take a rap, the rap for a bag of weed and the cops decided that it was mine anyway. After oh, yeah. being after, I ain't even give you that. Like I ain't even tell you about the time they made my boy pour out a whole bottle of hypnotic, because uh, because oh. because of the uh, fraudulent littering charge. It ain't that ain't the point. The point is like, I mean, we've always known what's up, and I hope that more people than ever are seeing what we've known the entire time is that the police, these people who we pay to protect are specifically targeting us as black individuals and we are not given the benefit of that of the doubt in most situations and the thing you have to do to get that is kind of uh bend to their will anyway the the way the cops operate as far as we can see is uh it's it's a get down or lay down mentality and that does not bring peace. And the police have not been about peace. And America has never been about peace. This shit was about a bag. Niggas said justice because it sounded cool. It was a cool thing to put on the tees. Flag, a flag looks cooler than not having a flag. But we know what's up. Y'all came here for a bag. And we've been fucking it up ever since. And you're not getting Our- rid of us. You would have done it already. You keep trying to remind us, and it ain't working. They, they not without trying. They are trying. They're trying their fucking hardest, man. And I, like, having to explain that my life matters is insane. Take a moment. If you're a white individual and you're listening to this, just think about that. Think about if you've ever had to explain that your life matters to anyone for I'm any reason. I'm glad you reason. said that, too, because... I want to give a uh, special message to these podcast fans too. You listen to me and Jamel and Clark. You listen to us. You love us. You know us. We make you laugh. We have a good time. We kick it with white boys that you love too. Peter, are you white? Okay. <laughs> are you are you white right now? Are you, are you sure am. Okay. This one of those times. Are you right now? Your ass get nervous. <laughs> it don't matter. Like we are, we are not above that type of treatment. We still receive that type of treatment, especially people that look like me and Jamel. Like, like we, like you listen to us all the time. You too, Clark. But I just met you today. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, you got no, no, but uh, <laughs> but like 
<laughs> what I'm like, I'm saying like, like y'all have to understand and respect. If you love us this much, like understand that we go through this stuff, and this is and this is real, and it don't go nowhere, and we ain't giving up on our race, and we ain't we don't think that we better than nobody, and we still out here having to put up with these stupid ass cops because the cops don't care how much money you make. They don't care how many fans are listen to your podcast. They don't, they don't care how funny you are. They don't give a shit. When they see us, they see two big black dudes. Clark, I don't know how big you are, but you're black. <laughs> anyway. He's a three. He's a three. He's a small I'm going to eat during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> this Kobe jersey used to be much bigger. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, man, respect us and, and and know if you if you patronize our voices all the time, no, like try to think of our lives for just just a second, because I definitely have, you know, yeah. been receiving some weird replies over the past few days and stuff like that, that you know from fans and stuff and kind of that shut up and dribble thing, which I'll just block anybody who says any crazy shit like that to me. I don't I don't need fans that much. Like, I'm not gonna sell out for nobody. So, like, just facts, bro. I'll also say it's just a, you know, uh, white dude in Los Feliz too who considers themselves super, you know, cognizant and aware. It's still like important to hear you guys talk about this shit and really kind of hear these stories and process them, even if you feel like you are fully connected, because I think you know, it'd still be taken for granted. And I still take it for granted. I try to try to hear and uh, appreciate, um, I, I appreciate you guys sharing them. Yeah. I mean, only, you know, I'm, I'm an empath by, by nature. Like I, I just can relate to any type, anybody struggle anywhere. And <clears throat> one thing I know that it's also drawing to understand where everybody's saying, talking about white privilege and it does exist. But it's also trying to learn that even with your privilege, even when the, the racism is benefiting you, you're not in control because you're literally screaming, hey, stop killing them. You're, we're the people you're protecting. Stop killing black people. And police are like, no. So the privilege benefits you, but you're still not in control. Even if you want to stop it, even if you want to give up your privilege, you can't. Because it's, it's not even about you specifically as an individual, right? And understand, you could be a great uncle and a horrible police officer. Unless you take enjoy rides and seeing how they, what they, not only what they're doing, but what they're looking past, you don't know somebody is a good cop. You could be the best damn uncle that ever lived and the worst fucking yeah. cop that ever existed at the same time. Make it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's speaking on it. Listen to your relatives, what they're saying about this. Are they talking about property damage? Are they talking about peaceful pro? Are they, what is the first thing out of their mouth? Listen to your relatives. Because they'll tell you exactly what they're concerned with. It's my take. Yeah, damn. This shit is so wild. Like, just try to picture it. Imagine, imagine your. Yeah, we we talking uncles. Imagine your uncle, your white uncle, who, you know, you talk to him every now and again. Sometimes they get a little too turnt at the Thanksgiving. 
Loose you know, lips. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. But that's your uncle. And imagine if you imagine if you woke up and you saw he got choked out. He got his life taken from him on the street by a police officer sworn to protect him. They have a whole ceremony, a year of training to protect this man. People begging for his life in front of him. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could. Just imagine if you had some extra shit to think about every day you woke up. On top of being alive, you had to remember an extra set of things. On top of whatever else you had to do. The moment your eyes open, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Everybody's saying stay safe before they leave. I've been saying that my whole life, stay safe. Stay safe out there. That's a new thing globally or nationally. It's a new thing for me. I've been hearing that for my entire life. Our mothers are like, as soon as we come out, our mothers are like, I have to worry about him every move he makes. My mom, I remember I used to get mad when I was like 17. I'll be at the house and be like, all right, mom, I'm about to run to 7-Eleven real quick at like 9, 10 o'clock. It's like right up the street. And she would be like, no, you're not. I'm like, mom, I'm 17. I'm 6'3". I'm like, I'm I'm fine. I'm thinking she's trying to be like, oh, you might get jumped up there. I was like, I know the homies in the neighborhood. She's like, no. She was like, though, everything that you're saying right now is the reason why you can't go to 7-Eleven. Because I'm not really worried about you getting jumped by the homies up there. I'm worried about the police. You're not finna leave right now. My mom still is is nervous for me at all times. She called me a day, told me not to leave the house. The reason, only reason I didn't go to the protest yesterday because my mom begged me not to go. And I was like, all right, fine. And then, you know, a couple of my friends, Chenadu, y'all know Chenadu. He kind of was razzing me a little bit because he went out there and I was just like, man, my mom, like damn near in tears, pleading me not to go out there. And nothing would have happened. Like he he got home safe. He left before any ruckus broke out. I definitely should have went and grabbed those chunky donkeys from Sporty Aledo. <laughs> yeah, I want them damn low LeBrons. Hey, I need the boot. Yo, I stand with the boosters. Just look, you felt like you had no choice. That's all I can understand about it. And that's fine. And if you got some 12 and a half LeBron lows, the 17 lows, the Laker color lows. I got my PayPal is is jumping. Oh, the hundreds is cleared out. Somebody got them. Somebody fucking got them. And I would like to talk to you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, find a find a good fund to donate to. It's a, every state got a bail fund. It seems. We'll post some stuff right on the now. Twitter. Post it. I think we have been already. Yeah. We'll post yeah. some more. Yeah. But Benner, thanks for not talking too much. This one, figure we just, you know, this is just what I saw that steam coming out of your ears. I love it. And I, I understand, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now that we're here, it's, yeah. I think it's time for someone to play devil's advocate, guys. <laughs> Airbuds, <laughs> oh, Airbudspod.com no! for everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, 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 of course. I mean, it's, this is not my fucking podcast episode. It's, it doesn't belong to me. So Thank you guys for joining us, though. I really Thank appreciate you, it. This is great.
Thank you um, for allowing me to talk, you know, about this shit. All right, thanks for talking. All right, John. Well, all right, yeah. Peace, guys. Stay safe, guys. Yep. Peace. Stay safe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.